0: Hi, this is Venice Nieva, and you're listening to Raptor Podcast. You're listening to Inside the Internship, a special three-part podcast series where Raptor interns share what it's like to work in these challenging times and under remote circumstances. I am Venice Neva, taking up communication in the University of the Philippines, Baguio, and I am a social media intern. Joining me today are my fellow interns. Can you guys introduce yourself?
1: Hi, guys. So, I'm Isay Manuel Di and I am currently taking up communication research in UP Diliman. Hi,
2: hey guys. I'm Cristina Kubo, an intern from the research unit, and I'm taking up data science at New York University.
3: Hi, guys. I'm Tommy Claraval. Like then, I'm also a social media intern, and I recently just graduated with a degree in management information systems from Ateneo de Manila University.
0: So welcome, Isaiah, Christine, and Tommy. Hello. Hi, thank you for having us. Thanks for
3: having us, and I'm excited to
1: be here. Yeah.
0: Before we start, I would just like to ask, how are you guys amidst quarantine, amidst lockdown?
1: Well, for me, I've been keeping myself busy, especially with the internship, and um, for me- I'm trying to keep myself sane with everything that's happening. But yeah, it's, it's been a good um, six months, I guess, somehow.
2: Yeah, I'm also just... I'm also just holding up, like I'm trying to spend as much time with family and friends, although virtually.
3: Um, well, like Isaiah, I've also been keeping myself busy. So I've been working on fashion projects, keeping, bu- uh, keeping myself busy with this internship, you know, um, spending time with family, making the most out of what we have during this quarantine, video calling with friends, basically doing what I can to keep me busy and sane at all times.
0: So before we dive right into the details and experiences, uh, we first want to know, why did you apply for a Raptor internship? So earlier you mentioned that we're all just trying to keep ourselves busy. But then it's also important to look at why at this time and at this age, especially that the company is subjected to attacks or despite other internships, why Raptor?
1: Uh, for me, um, I, I actually had um, experience with interning with a different company. Um, I actually interned with a lifestyle magazine before, and I really wanted to do news writing this time, especially with Rappler being um, a very prominent um, figure in media. And also, I really feel like I want to use my voice, especially with everything that's happening with in terms of press freedom, with, um, with the media attacks and everything. So I feel like as a communication student, I have this inherent um, responsibility responsibility to use my voice, especially to give voice to those who whose voice aren't being heard in today's society.
2: And to add to that, I think that now more than ever is really the best time to intern for Raptor. Like we have a pandemic, a recession, human rights violations. Um, with everything crazy that's going on right now, as um, Maria Ressa said, we're experiencing that by thousand cuts. And it's us who's going to help hold the line. So I feel like that made me feel like I had to do something and I had to help out. And Rappler was one of the best ways to do that.
3: For sure. And, you know, in today's digital age, I understand how influential and impactful Rappler can be, Um, which is why I applied because I wanted to do whatever I can to help the company and hopefully provide an overall positive impact starting with the social media team. Other than this, I really wanted to learn more about the media industry as well. Um, Being a tech student myself, I really didn't know much about this area of expertise which is why I really just want to explore and immerse myself and at the same time do what I can to provide output and help.
0: You know, actually, I think we're all inspired by Rappler's branding of independent journalism in this political climate, uh, in this post-truth era. I think the fact that it's fearless and data-driven really inspires us to apply for their internship. So we have news, research, and digicoms in this episode. Uh, For the sake of our listeners, could you tell us uh, what do you guys do as an intern of these units, Isaiah?
1: Um, as a news intern, we actually have main responsibilities. Um, first is to assist reporters and then we also write or pitch our own stories and then we do research and transcription. But yeah, we, we write a lot and we research a lot, yeah.
2: As in research, we're under the guidance of Ms. Bernice Tentuko, our supervisor, so, there we do a lot of fact-checking, data crunching, and analysis. We're basically in charge of ensuring that everything is true and making sense of the numbers and facts and data.
3: So, as a social media intern, actually, I, um, my goal is to help maintain and grow the different Raptor channels. So, um, that being said, my daily tasks include actually crowdsourcing for materials, pitching for stories, um, looking for different posts that um, rapper could repost, all for potential content. So I also help conceptualize and design different social media campaigns for holidays to help, um, you know, boost audience engagement. And on the side, I also help conduct fact checks on posts online and also get the right articles from time to time.
0: I think our tasks are really different, like between each unit, but I think the fact that we're under a remote setup really narrows down or morphs our task primarily because we're working um, separately unlike in a physical setup. So let's talk more about that work-from-home setting, um, its constraints, challenges, and your experience um, as an intern. What is it like working like this?
1: Uh, for me, um, specifically working in the news unit, I really find it both of a challenge and somehow um, kind of a an honor, honestly, because first and foremost, I am interning for a very prominent figure um, in the media industry, which is Rappler. It's really um, a big opportunity for me as well. And also with the remote internship, it's, it's challenging in the sense that you really have to do time management. I mean, like we do it as well in the, in the uh, physical internship, but I think you have to do it. Um, you have to do um, time management twice as hard, especially now that we're in the remote internship, but nevertheless, it's really a good opportunity and a, a really fun internship. If you ask me.
2: Yeah. Like the work from home setup uh, with Raptor is very flexible. And on the bright side, I think that's able to bring in interns from um, a lot of Philippine provinces and even different time zones. So I think that's, That side to it is really good. And I also like that the assessment or like our workday is based on tasks and not your boring 9 to 6 p.m. workday. So you can, you know, get up from time to time and do other tasks also as long as you finish your work for the day. So, yeah.
0: Actually, it's really nice like to know that some interns are from London, from Dubai. Me personally, I'm in Baguio, so I don't think I would have applied to Rappler if it were to do a physical setup since you have to be like you have to show up in um their headquarters so i think uh this uh remote setup actually pushed me to apply for Rappler during the cycle
3: for me it's been really challenging so far um mostly because everyone is working remotely personally i'm the type of person who really enjoys the company of other people when i work you know i'm um, having the support system you could run to anytime um You know, and actually, one of the biggest things that I look forward to in internships is actually the experience of meeting new people and working with them, so not getting to meet my mentors and co interns in person and you know hanging out with them uh, kind of took a toll on me
0: uh so given this like since we're working towards different platforms and it's relatively a new experience. What are the things you had to adjust to in terms of um your internship so For example, the time or the platforms used and the like
1: for me since um like what i mentioned before my experience was really with lifestyle journalism i am an, a news intern um right now with rappler and i really had to adjust with how i was writing but i was really think um i'm really thankful on the side that um my mentors are really um understanding enough and they really gave constructive criticism same with my other inter- um co-interns they also were given um constructive criticism with their work and also in terms of the time yeah, it was really a struggle, especially since I consider myself as a sleepyhead. So it's really, uh, I don't know, I really had to push myself. But it's a really nice motivation for me to do well, to get myself up at around 9am to start working and to keep myself productive.
0: Actually, same. Because like, sometimes it kind of helps for me since our shifts in social media start at around 10am. But then I'm a night owl, so i would be sleeping in until 958 <laughs> Uh, it's nice that it removes the early morning preparations like waking up four or five hours before just to avoid Manila traffic.
2: Yeah, I, I really think that it's physically less tiring also because you don't have to physically like commute to the office and camp out during events that we cover. And I could even do work in my pajamas and start work as soon as I get out of bed. But the drawback, it sans the face-to-face um, bonding and learnings, so I really feel like that pushed me to become more independent and to communicate with my teammates better.
3: Actually, for me, we're kind of similar, Ben. Um, I had to adjust my sleep schedule, definitely. Um, Prior to the start of this internship, I would usually sleep at around 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. Obviously, this isn't ideal now that I have to check in daily at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. for work. So, you know, I really had to change um, uh, the time I sleep, time I wake up but yeah as christine mentioned because of this work from home setup um i could work at the leisure of my own home i don't have to worry about how i look except when i have meetings um i could wake up 2 minutes before my shift and i immediately and i could immediately get to work it's a different experience for sure but you know not necessarily a bad one
1: okay. Oh, Ved, I I have to add something. Um, well, since this is actually my second internship, it's really um fulfilling because especially with everything that's happening right now, um, as the world is transitioning, it's really um a big opportunity for me that I'm one of the first people, I guess that is some um, given a chance to experience how this unique setup is with um, everything everything is happening. It's really a transition transition stage like from doing a remote, in, um, from physical internship now to doing a remote internship. It's really been fun. And I really hope, uh, it really gives a lot of um, unique instances or unique experiences, especially since you're doing a remote internship versus the, the previous pre-pandemic internship.
0: In your opinion, how do you think um, this setup has affected your productivity do you feel more tired or do you feel more productive since um, christine mentioned earlier that she feels more independent working on um, with hours and tasks so what are your thoughts on this
1: well personally i've really been trying to keep myself going but i don't know it's it really depends with your time management i guess it somehow there are times or there are days when i feel very productive and then i i continue to do you know um doing my work and with um doing the remote internship with the pandemic and all i think i'm some sort of um functioning i guess yeah i'm functioning still but it doesn't apply to all sadly but yeah um personally especially with inter- with the internship i'm doing kind of well
2: Yeah, and to add to that, it can be pressuring for everyone to see everyone on social media like um, being so productive, getting ripped, and doing a lot of stuff like baking every day and finding a new hobby or passion project. But sometimes it's also okay to not be productive all the time. Like it's challenging to stay productive every day. And I think that amidst everything crazy that's happening around us right now, it's okay because everyone's still learning and every. Everyone's still holding up. So my advice for everyone who feels like um, the work from home setup isn't working for them or like it's affecting with their productivity or task is that focus on one thing at a time, one day at a time. And yeah, if you focus on one task for the day um, and pour out like your energy and um your productivity on that, you're sure that you can get at least one thing done for the day and you won't get like work piled up so you won't have to um, panic later on or be anxious about your deadlines and deliverables piling up.
3: So, yeah. Okay. So, for me, not that much, honestly. Um, even before starting with this internship, I've been keeping myself really busy um, because I tend to get easily affected by external factors, especially when I'm doing nothing. So, I've been taking up online courses, working on my passion projects. Um, you know. So, more or less, it's pretty much the same in terms of productivity.
0: I think like the stagnant environment that has brought us by the pandemic actually pushes us to be more productive, but these tasks are still challenging to begin with, uh even in the physical setup. now we have to adjust to um remote platforms. Uh, how do you guys go with your tasks like you've mentioned earlier that you're data crunching, you're writing stories, you're crowdsourcing content, doing executions. How do you guys do this?
1: Well, speaking for news, we actually um we do most of our communications via Slack, and then we also try to, to we also try to collaborate with other units um of the uh, internship. Like for instance, we with Move, we've also um collaborated with them. But for personal tasks that are given by our um reporters, they assign us tasks and then they set a deadline, and then usually you do it within the day and. It, they really set they set a deadline and then you you really um just have to work your way until you finish it and but for me like working with other units what i find really fun is like i get to meet other people and then um get to be a part of their stories and such that i become a part of them of some sort.
2: Yeah basically we just uh, look for info to fact check and um data stories to pitch and other projects to you know work on and something that I really like about our department or like Rappler in general is there isn't much bureaucracy. Like you don't have to pass through so many channels to get something approved. And our supervisor has been giving us a lot of like immediate feedback so we can get work done easily. I I can't say that it works for all people or all companies, but like a benefit of the work from home setup is that things are so much more efficient, straightforward, like you don't waste any time and um, you get things done more easily so you have more time, um, more personal time, more time to do other things um, at home, for school, and everything else.
3: For me, as a social media intern, I basically just you know, um, lurk around social media, um, looking at the different trends, searching for posts with potential, um, looking for content that could blow up anytime soon. Um, of course, uh, to help me with this, I make use of Twitter lists and CrowdTangle. So our team's main mode of communication is Slack as well. Um, we have weekly meetings wherein we discuss our performance and metrics from the past week and how we can improve upon it. And yeah, it's really just doing whatever we can to help the different Rappler channels grow.
2: Yeah, to add to that, um, I feel like Rappler's team is really young and, you know, we're composed mostly of millennials and Gen Z. So, like, it's really refreshing, like, the communications and, like, the relationships are really casual. And it feels like you're just friends with everyone and everyone's everyone can relate to you. So, yeah, I think that's one good thing about it.
1: I mean, a lot of people, I mean, that much, score a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm Polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not. Dissing on motherhood. Dissing yeah. on motherhood, oh, about on it's like a Purely person to person basis. Oh, oh.
2: I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Raptors I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
0: Next time, you will give me the free ticket. To stage a counter-revolution,
1: how oh, I wish you would do it.
0: Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Raptors' political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, Pia Renada, Raptors Malacanang beat reporter. Could you guys share an accomplishment you're really proud of from this internship?
1: Well, personally, I actually just published my first story.
0: Oh, congrats!
1: Thank you so much. Um, it really, uh, I really worked hard on that. The story is about um how UP is going to do remote learning. And I'm really proud of that story since I tried to interview with professors and then with students to get their ideas on this. And it's, um, I'm really proud of it because I really wanted to challenge myself to to write something different other than lifestyle because that's I think that's some sort of my forte. But yeah, I'm really proud of it. And also I'm really proud that I am getting near the internship and it's really been a fun journey and I, uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything else.
0: So, is this your first story published, or is this your first story pitched?
1: Um, this is actually my first story published, and I'm actually still waiting for another story to be published. I wrote um a dictionary for the for our readers to know the terms that are used by by Rappler or other media outlets in terms of the pandemic, and yeah.
2: For me, it's like it's probably the research unit's um biggest accomplishment so far. It's transcribing. And um, covering the sauna, the 2020 State of the Nation Address. So we had to transcribe the entire speech word for word. And, you know, it was really long. And um, we were fact-checking, as the president said, um, controversial words. Like, we were fact-checking in real time. So I feel like that was a major project and a huge learning experience for me. Because I felt so involved. Like, in the past, I would just watch snippets of the sauna in tv and like i wouldn't really get the context of the event or like the entire speech but this time i did it word for word and i was fact checking in real time so that made me feel like i'm really in the media industry and i'm really helping out so yeah
0: could you tell us more about the sauna experience since uh, this is actually exclusive to our cycle since sauna falls into um, our program what did you do or How did you feel about the whole experience?
2: Yeah it was new like it was the first time any of us were doing it actually in our unit and early in the morning we were preparing our preliminary research so like basic um, facts and like numbers the president could say so we could just cross check anytime and you know just stamping out the PTV YouTube channel and like reading the comments so it was such a huge learning experience and it It's such a shame that we couldn't do it in person, that we couldn't be there in person and cover the event in person. But um, I really feel like it helped us become closer as a unit and we learned how to transcribe properly and like to do fact checks super quickly, like just 10 minute fact checks. So, yeah, it it was really a great learning experience for all of us.
1: Oh yeah, since Christine mentioned the transcription, um, I actually had the chance to do a live transcription. So while it was actually with the pre um sauna discussion panel, I actually trans uh, me and um a co intern of mine from the news unit, we were actually transcribing it. It was really, just really challenging. I I can tell you that, but we learned a lot, and yeah, it really helped us boost our confidence when it comes to transcription.
0: So what did you learn from transcribing? life?
1: Well, I learned that um it's really hard. Like Actually, after after doing it on live, because before I've been doing just transcribing with pre-recorded audio, but now that I, when I did it with live, it was really challenging. And I, after that, I really learned to give more appreciation to all of our journalists and also to our professional transcriptionists because it's really hard. It's really challenging, especially if you're doing it live. Like someone is speaking and then you're doing it live, then you also have to go back. And basically it's a really tedious process, but I learned a lot. And I learned that, you really can't transcribe everything live so you really need someone's help to verify and everything but it was really a fun experience and yeah I learned a lot
0: Actually um, I've also had experience transcribing in the social media uh, unit but then we do pre-recorded videos and we create the tweets for the talks. It's actually really difficult especially if the speaker doesn't talk clearly or doesn't enunciate the syllables clearly or if like the audio broken, so there are a lot of technical problems that could come while transcribing.
2: Yeah, and I feel like it really helps you um, learn to become objective. Like, it's very easy to selectively code people's speeches and, you know, put that against them. But transcribing, it really taught me that there's a context to everything, and you can't just selectively code people without the context. You have to have the entire quote or like the entire speech to really understand um, what's going on and what the conversation is about.
0: Actually, it's really super important of um, the context. That's one of the things I also learned. like you can't just take a snippet from someone's speech and just leave it like that. It's important in our uh, graphics to know what the speaker is actually talking about so that other people who didn't watch the video or didn't see it live, could still relate to what he's caring about.
3: Actually, you guys pretty much talked about it already. Um, well, okay, just to share. Um, an accomplishment that I'm really proud of was actually um, when I was able to publish my first byline or article. Um, you know, I'm really proud of it because coming into Rappler, I was really anxious because um, I don't have the best writing skills. And I knew that as a social media intern, I was going to write one way or another. So having an article published by Rappler in itself is a really big accomplishment. Of course, I have to um, give credit to my supervisors for always being there to help me. Um, You know, they're always willing to check my writing, provide me with feedback, proofread my output. And, you know, I'm really grateful for my team and mentors for always being there since I started with this internship.
0: Could you tell us more about your article? Like, what did you write about and how was your overall experience (laughs) about it?
3: So my article was well. It isn't really a full article. It's kind of short, but it talked about. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but the house do turtle trend. Um, there was this trend going on. Hashtag, yeah. yeah, yeah, the hashtag, yeah. And you know there were a lot of netizens, uh, people posting memes about it, and I basically collated the memes, talked about how the house do turtle trend came to be, and um, talked about the reactions of the netizens as well.
0: So you mentioned it was your first article. Yes. Um, What are the challenges that you faced um, with writing since you're not really a writing type of person?
3: Mostly just, you know, structuring the article itself. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, I don't really have the best writing skills. So structuring the whole thing, thinking about the right words to use, grammar, uh, I think wasn't much of a problem. So it was more of presenting my output in a manner that it is worthy of a Rappler post. So mostly, it was really just structuring. Uh, again, thankfully, my supervisors were always available and willing to help, um, you know, to check and proofread my output and give feedback.
0: Actually, same. I'm also not the the type to write since um, I'm a communication major, but it's more focused on speech and broadcast communication. So I'm really far from journalism. And when I first wrote my first byline, I was really thankful for my supervisors because they really... Um, showed me like how do like how is the style of Rappler um, when it comes to writing so there's a lot of hyperlinks um, read this article uh, context their style is really different uh, reading from other media companies and I think it's really a great experience you know writing for the first time and for a company like Rappler.
2: Yeah, Van, now that you mention it, I remember my conversation with uh, my research department supervisors, Ms. Bernice and Ms. Gemma. So basically, I asked them because I'm a data science major and I come from a science high school. So I am nowhere near a writer and I'm not really confident writing, but I really wanted to use my technical skills for media. So I asked them. Um, what if you're not confident as a writer and you're doing something other than journalism or communication? Like, do you think you'll still thrive in media? And surprisingly, a lot of the people from Rappler and the research team didn't even do journalism as their academic track. Like in our departments, some even did computer science or business, and all of them are doing really great. And um, Ms. Chema said that there are theories about journalism that say that some people think that you have to go into journalism to be a journalist, but others think that do another field first and um, go into journalism and just train in journalism until you perfect the craft. So yeah, for any aspiring journalists or people in media... Um, I would say that don't let your academic or like career background um, hinder you because, you know, we're all just learning and we're all just trying to perfect the craft. So, yeah.
1: Just to add from what Christine mentioned, actually, it would have been more suiting, I guess, or suitable if I did a research internship with Rappler since I'm doing communication research. But I really wanted to challenge myself with um, news writing because I wasn't a campus journalist um, in my school back then. I really didn't have a lot of journalism experience other than my first internship with Lifestyle Magazine that I interned in um, back before. But it was really fun and I'm really thankful that a lot of the other news interns and even my our reporters and supervisors were really helpful. I really wanted to give a shout out to to both of my reporters, um, Sofia Cruz and Bons Magsambol for really being so understanding with me because I really didn't have any background with how to write news or you know like to do the the basic stuff and they were really nice enough to teach me the basics and they really were very understanding and I, I just really love it that they accepted that side of me that yeah it was really fun and also I really want to give a shout out as well to my fellow news interns especially Maxine Santa Cruz who has always been helping me with with my articles and yeah it's really fun and yeah to my fellow um interns as well hi guys we're almost there we can do this yeah
0: (laughs) so um any final um advice or tips maybe aspiring applicants are tuning in to this podcast right now do you guys have anything to give to them based from your experience during this internship
1: Well, for aspiring news interns out there, whether you're doing journalism, communications, or doing other fields like maybe nutrition or engineering, I'd say you go for it, guys, because your degree program really won't be a hindrance because in Rappler, you'll keep on learning. I mean, like, once you get into Rappler, everyone's in equal footing. You you get into Rappler because they will really take care of you. And, and I really appreciated with them that they, were, they really were very understanding enough and they really teach you with what you're going to do. And yeah, just go for it, guys. And hope to see you around soon.
2: <laughs> I think for everyone who's thinking about applying, I feel like this is the best time to help Rappler, help our inspiring journalists hold the line, hold our political systems accountable, and you know help educate our fellow Filipinos on what's happening around us right now. It's a great stepping stone for your career. It's a great way to help your country and your community. So Rappler is such a huge learning experience. So I suggest everyone who's thinking about applying or interested right now, To really apply
3: for Rappler. Okay, so just to add to what Christy and Isaiah said now, my biggest tip would probably be to just, you know, believe in yourself. Cheesy as it may sound, just believe in yourself. And of course, be open to learning. Um, Believe that you can succeed and you always find a way through any obstacle. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, coming into Rappler, I was really anxious because one, this is a field of work that I have no experience whatsoever. And two, I don't have the best writing skills. Because of this, I really thought that I was going to do so bad. That I was going to get scolded every day by my supervisors, but no, they were always there to help. Um, thanks to them, I was reminded that this is just an internship. I'm here to learn and excel. And yeah, every day really is a new learning experience for you. And Rappler will always be there to support you in your learning. So just go for it, you know, Um, apply, uh, believe in yourself, be yourself and be open.
2: Yeah, and in relation to internships in general, not just for Rappler, I think that A lot of analysts agree that this is the worst job market since the great depression and that it's really hard for our fresh graduates and like for those who um, will be graduating soon to find jobs because of the pandemic and its effects and i think that an advice would be to really network and get as much experience as you can get as much skills and experience as you can so networking is really important like a lot of people are applying nowadays, so resumes just sometimes pass through computers and um, don't get read by actual people. But if you have um, networks inside companies or inside industries, it'll be easier to you know get job referrals. And if you have experience and skills, then later on they'll probably come in handy. So yeah, use this pandemic
0: to network and build your skill set. Before we end this podcast, we talked a lot about work. Now let's talk about play. Any fun activities or recommendations for our listeners to unwind from the busyness of business?
1: Well, for me, since I've actually been really trying to learn a language and trying to immerse myself in a different culture. I think try to listen with classical music or I've been really interested with the Thai language and culture so I've re- really been making it a point to listen to Thai classical music and watching films in, in Thai and watching series. So I think, guys, you, you should try that. How about you guys?
2: Um, for me, I've been playing online quarantine games with friends and relatives that are far away. I feel like it's really important to, you know, make an effort to have a social life right now. Like we all need human interaction and although virtually to get your mind off work and anxiety or like the busyness of things, it's good to reach out to other people and have fun through online games.
3: Okay, so mine would be to take some time and meditate. Um, you know, I personally use the four, seven, eight breathing you guys can look it up. You know, it just takes a few minutes daily and it really helps with relaxing and your breathing. So I use this to just, you know, help me sleep. And yeah, I another thing is I love doing this while listening to some lo-fi and chill beats.
0: To everyone listening, I do recommend uh, watching, it's actually one of my favorite shows. It's Lucifer on Netflix. So they just released their new season. And if you haven't watched it, I don't want to spoil much, but it's urban fantasy and it, focuses on the life of the devil in Los Angeles. So it sounds pretty exciting um, as is. But then if you watch it, it's even more mind-bobbling. So yeah, I think we've covered a lot and it has been really insightful uh, for our very first episode. Thank you, Isaiah, Christine, and Tommy.
1: Yeah, it's been a pleasure.
0: Thank, you for, having
1: Thank us. you for having us. It was fun.
0: So this has been Inside the Internship. Stay tuned for Part 2 and Part 3. And if you haven't, Go stream Rappler Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Thank you for listening.